the rails review and discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better get yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy. My name is Warren. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me Snake. The blackest eyes. Keep away. The sour is mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Troglodyte Podcast. I am Loki Jesse. Tim is celebrating his Christmas vacation today, but I am joined today with the lovely Herlika Rose. Rose, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Glad to be here. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while. Thank you for you know taking your time out of your day, busy schedule, and being here with us. As always, before we start, I got to give out a shout out to our friends and local businesses. So, um, shout out to Infinite Apparel Collectibles located at 2107 Shadow Drive, Suite Number 4. Uh, my friend Eric owns a shop. He has a whole bunch of action figures ranging from Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Star Wars, Funko Pops. And they just now started selling some classic video games like the N64 and Game Boy. See, if you, um, if you're looking for anything, they'll find it. Also want to give a shout out to Anthony Sky Ultra Hyphen Hobbies located at 1003 Garfield Street. Oh my god. If Tim were here, he would hate this. But if you think your white trash Pikachu can take on some pompous ass Butterfree, stop by Guy Ultra for their Pokemon tournaments or Digiman. Also, Noble Gaming Warrior located at 2601 East Saunders Streets. Our former manager Dan runs the joint. And you know, you can have you can play Warhammer, Dungeons and Dragons, all that fun stuff. Also, huge, huge shout out to our Patreon, our lovely home studio here at On the Rocks Tavern, located at 1110 Lincoln Street. And as always, Grins from Below, which is owned and operated by our guest, Herlika Rose. So what new merchandise do you have for us today? I got a lot of merchandise. I actually recently just got in. I've got a bunch of Beetlejuice stuff. I have tapestries of Beetlejuice, like the size of bed sheets, literally. Cool. Giant tapestries. And since the new, uh, the part two is coming out, it's yeah. a part two or it's just another? No, nah, it's going to be a part two. It's going to be a continuation of the original, which okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, real, I'm on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. And plus, um, I just feel that Janet Otenga's, I think, the success is going too much to her head. I don't know. Yeah, I was hearing something too. Didn't she? That's something about Stranger Things. Isn't she not going to be a part of? No, she's not going to be a part uh, of the Scream movies okay, anymore. Okay, the Scream because some other actress. Well, yeah, because her, her, the the girl that played her older sister, Melissa Barrera, mm-hmm. kind of like was. She kind of gave her opinions on the other side of the argument or the conflict because like everybody's focus. Well, some people focus on the Israel tragedy and other people are not focusing on the tragedy with the Palestinians and mm-hmm. people that are not connected with Hamas but just like you know innocent yeah. people and see you know again everybody takes it it's just like a lot it's like it's complicated but it's just like human human life 
you know, yeah, people that are okay. dying. That's that was her point. But yeah, I heard people something about that in regards to that. I have reservations too when it comes to the new this Beetlejuice and so forth. That, you know, they're bringing back the old school cast as far as the members and so forth like yeah. that, correct? And which actually is good. And they're not replacing them or anything like that. But uh, as far as for merchandise new, that's what I've gotten. Some awesome Beetlejuice stuff. I'm also, I also have a cool, uh, I never saw Saw. Yeah. The movie Saw. I never saw the series of, of Saw. How many movies are there of Saw right now? There's basically 10 now. Like well, 10. Okay. There's 10 plus the spinoff with Chris Rock, which brings okay. it to 11. But yeah, it's okay. just a lot. So I got... Uh, the saw mask, I guess he had like yeah, a mask. I got saw. those, like, they're like prop masks. They're not yeah. like foldable. They're probably really, really cool. I got those. And I also got Wednesday, since the Wednesday, the second series is coming out. Now, yes. the second. So she'll get repopularized again, or she'll become, you know, a meme uh, again. Hopefully, she'll do a different yeah, dance. I still have not seen that series. I, I liked it. I liked it. And she was my girlfriend for like two days. I mean, especially oh, wow. with that dance, that dance with the meme yeah. was everywhere. I, I fell in love with her for two days. She was my girlfriend. No, wow. And then, I, yeah, we broke up after that. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, I got Wednesday stuff, which is really cool. So she should come back. I got a little plush doll of her. Yeah. I got makeup bags of her and so forth. As far as that, that's what I got. And I got a bunch of my board games. I still got the pillows. Still got the T-shirts and your candles and your skulls and stuff like that. So that's what I have. And, and work, so forth. And like, um, do you sell any of this stuff online? Like if people like go to your page or Instagram could you mail that out to them, or yeah. is and like I know because like you know the uh, locally you um set up a pop up markets here at On the Rocks Tavern mm-hmm. at eleven ten Lincoln Street, and you also like do other pop up shops in other areas in town, right? Yes, I do at uh, I do On the Rocks. I would occasionally do Frontera. I'm looking at doing Cultura, and I'm also going to try to expand. I contacted the Laredo Brewery. Uh, company and yeah. the saludos brewery company since they have back like their patios are pretty yeah. big so what i want to do is I, instead of doing pop-up shops where it's me and a couple of vendors i want to just showcase yeah like yeah. where it's just me because i have enough merchandise to cover the whole the whole place oh cool. so i'm presenting myself like that uh also uh rochas rochas bar and grill yeah. they also have their pop-ups and so forth so i want to see if i can just showcase my stuff and i got to go and look at it and just make sure i have enough yeah. space I'm uh, contacting them, so in the works about doing that, just to expand a little bit more. I yeah. want to do a variety of different places and all of that jazz. That's cool. That's cool. So that's what I do. As far as selling online, I don't do online and stuff. I tried doing the, I was going to say Playboy eBay, uh, eBay, but it's just, now it's just so different. It's like fines and fees and this and cost and then shipping labels. It's just so much. It's just different compared to how it used to be back yeah. in the day. Back in the day, it was just so much different. And stuff like that. So I just look to to just local. If anybody wants anything, they can contact me and I'll let them know, okay, boom, come pick up or I'll meet you somewhere. Yeah. Shipping out, I'll definitely do it, but they're going to pay the, the shipping cost. Yeah, that's true. And so forth like that. I did sell a pair of uh, spectacles. Mm-hmm. I had spectacles glasses. They're for Snapchat. And uh-huh. they're, they're kind of like you put them on and it does a whole three, like a 360. Oh, wow. Around. Like, it's cool. You take a photo. Like just a regular straight photo, yeah. but the photo is, I don't know how it peripherals it. And you, from doing just you, you'll see all of your side view. It's like almost like a 3D, really cool. I got those and those were 199 if you were to buy them on eBay or Amazon. Yeah. And I needed to get rid of them and I put them down for 80 bucks. And some guy said, I'm over here in Washington. My mom needs these spectacles, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no problem, but I'm going to add 20 bucks for the, Going to the post office, yeah. having to wrap it, having to, to bubble wrap it, 20 bucks, and you're going to pay the shipping. So he goes, you know what? Just He was like, no problem. So he paid the 20 and the 
the shipping and we made the deal and blah, blah, blah. It was a good transaction. That's cool. Normally, I don't ship, but whatever. If the price is right, I'll definitely do so. Awesome. Awesome. So today, we're going to be talking about a different kind of film. Um, somewhat sort of, we're talking about a documentary today. This was one that you chose, uh, cause we have that rule, you know, guest choose the films and you chose the acid King, the story of Ricky Kessel. That's how you say it. Yeah. Ricky Castle. Yeah. Ricky Castle. Mm-hmm. So, um, quick synopsis of the film. Ricky Castle is a killer. Well, he was a he was a young teenage kidder. This was like back in the eighties, around eighty four. It was in eighty four. Yeah, him and him and his him and two other friends, um, James Tarino and Albert Guinaldas. I hope I said those right. Anyway, they ended up killing their friend Gary Lawrence. Gary Lawrence. Lawrence. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say I was La- gonna say Lawrence. 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 Okay, Lawrence. Yeah, they ended up killing him over. Had, we'll get we'll get into more into it, but like you know, it was like over like a him stole he stole drugs. They wanted to um, repredate. I don't know. They just, you know, they just didn't like it. They killed him. The film just talks about like his. Um, the documentary goes with interviews with his friends, the residents of the uh, Newporia. That's what it was. That's what the place was, right? Newporia. Uh, Newport. Newport. Okay. New- Newport. Long Island, Newport. Yeah. And this was also within the midst of the satanic panic of the eighties. Well, eighties and PMRC. Or, or, yeah. Right? Yeah, and uh, I think late ninety, no, early nineties, the Satanic Panic was still there, but with it was the Norwegian. Yeah, within it, it was everywhere. Uh, well, it was anywhere in the U.S. and then like you know other spots in the world. And it was uh, so um, the media sensationalized all of this and ignored some of the facts or like exaggerated on the facts. And this film, this documentary, kind of like goes in the weeds and you know talks to friends, not family, but just. People that were there and grew up in the area at the time, you know, gives locals, yeah, gives the whole thing from their perspective and everything like that. That that's basically of this film. Well, what this film is all about. And um, Kelso did not stand trial; he hung himself in jail. And a few movies were made from him. Some some residents that went into the film business made a, a film. And some other ones made other films and then, um, music. And there was a band called Asa King that was inspired by him. And they didn't know what, they didn't know, you know, what he was all about. They just thought the name Asa King was cool, but we'll get into that. So, um, why did you chose this film first off? Well, this film, it's actually new. I found it on, I, what did I find it on, uh, on Tubi? Uh-huh. I found it on Tubi. I was just going through Tubi and so forth. I had already seen a couple. Well, first off, I read the book back okay. in 84 when it uh, when this whole thing came out. Yes. I guess the book came out in 85. So the book is called Say You Love Satan. We'll right. get into that as far as for the title itself. The Say You Love Satan. I read that when I was a teenager back from 16, yeah. back in the day. And so forth. Uh, I got a hold of it at a bookstore since I would read about true crime and go in bookstores and libraries and stuff. And I saw it and it's a great book. You know, the little small trade paperbacks. Yeah. Just, and uh, and the, the picture itself of, of his face uh, where they caught him like with the media and so forth. He yeah. has this like wild look in his eye and his like mouth is like open and stuff. And his hair, he had like that Farrah Fawcett-y <laughs> kind yeah. of like wild hair and stuff. And just the title, Say You Love Satan. So from there and then after that, uh, with social media now, documentaries and YouTube, there's 
several movies that are done out. One of them is called Ricky Six. Yeah. There's a documentary, I believe it's called uh, it's called Satan in the Suburbs. That one's actually really good yeah. too. Satan in the Suburbs, and I believe just in general, small little commentaries about Ricky Castle. I don't know if I'm missing any other movies, but there is there's Ricky Six. Those two documentaries, and now we have this right now, which yeah. is, just came out. So when I saw it, it's called The Acid King, and then they showed uh, his face. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Saw it, and then I mentioned this to you. And so what I just thought it would be something different. Have mm-hmm. you ever done satanic? Like, you don't really do documentaries. You do movies, correct? Yeah, we do movies or... Yeah, or mockumentaries. But we haven't done we haven't done an actual documentary. And as far as that, but as far yeah. as movies, have you done it? How many times have you? How many uh, shows have you had? Right now, you've already hit. We 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 just passed two hundred. So this um so right now um I don't recall doing we done movies based on serial killers or actually no I don't think we have. So you don't like from all the movies that, that you've done, yeah. reviewed and so forth, satanic ones you don't really do. No, we do do like satanic. Board or we, we do do satanic films like, like you know, possessions or ghost stories or things like that, uh-huh. but not not one for like, um, it has to do. Well, there was this one film that came out um in the twenty nineteen or twenty eight no twenty eighteen called Satanic Panic, mm-hmm. but it was more like of a horror comedy, okay. but it was based in the eighties and it was written by one of my favorite art authors i was gonna say artists my favorite authors grady hendrix he wrote the film and it was directed oh this director has a badass name chelsea stardust isn't nice. that a badass yeah, name yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yes um they directed that but no the title was just there but like but um but the satanic panic has always intrigued oh wait no um trick-or-treat Oh the yeah, one, the, the one with, I haven't seen that movie the since one, it came um, out. Yeah, the the it's called the Tim Tim Cur- I got. I I, I want to say Tim Curry, but that's not the rock star's name. But yes, it was made during the Satanic Panic. It was made during because you know because the Satanic Panic had to do with like rock and roll and the devil and the AC stands for like Antichrist Devil Child and that or, was something uh, that was brought in the or, film uh, after Christ Devil comes. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I remember. The people, the oh my god! Like, do it's, you? I'm it's, sorry, it's, stop it yeah. real quick. Say the ACDC, like in the words, and even Kiss, the the, the yeah. KISS. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what they had Knights said and that, Satan's. It's Satan's. Uh, I was something like that. Yeah. Like Wasp, the band Wasp, Black uh, Lawless and stuff. The the WASP that we are sexually perverted. Uh, yeah, we are, we are sexual, sexual perverts, or we are sexually perverted, yeah. or something like that. Like just how you know, it's ridiculous, yeah, like but. like Tipper Gore like led the charge against yeah. like these metal bands, and you know, like our homeboy, he doesn't get that much love, but he does. But like he doesn't get talked about that much. But like you know, like our boy D Snyder, like you know, went up to the Congress, you know, like in his like you know denim vest, you know, like torn jeans, white shirt. You know, sunglasses, wild hair, and he talked real elegant and exactly. so forth. And but the thing is, I mean, it's uh, and this is from D uh, himself. It's in the, uh, I believe, the behind the music, the Twisted Sister behind the music. Yeah. After when Twisted Sister, they were very, very popular. I think, if I'm correct, they had outbeat Quiet Riot, and don't quote me on it. I believe Twisted Sister got the first number one song before Quiet Riot did, unless it's vice versa. Anyways, D. Snyder said that after he did that, 
he went in there making a point because they were making like seem like they're all druggies and they're all alcoholics and satanic and perverted and you know practically killers and stuff Dee Snyder said I am a married man I have two kids I do not drink I do not smoke I do not take drugs and stuff like that and he said that after he said that he was trying to prove a point as far as for just because we look like this doesn't mean that we do what you think we do yeah and he said that they pretty much went downfall from there the twisted sister the fans the loyal fans were like what you don't do drugs you don't you're married you have kids like you know when you see d snyder and he's dressed up and he's on the yeah. you know wild man and stuff you don't want to think of him going home after a concert to his wife and kids and not smoking a cigarette or something yeah and he said it went downfall and the reason why after that when i believe the next album they did uh i can't think of it off the bat but you remember when he filed his teeth? Yeah. He made his teeth like pointy. He said he had to feel like he had to do something edgy and ah, something wild just to kind of bring back the hype of Twisted Sister. Yeah. Because him saying that, it just went wah, 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 on Twisted Sister. He was like, that was our, our demise, pretty much. Of that. That's why he felt like he had to go and do this and file his teeth and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Money makes us do crazy things. Or but that, that was that was scary. I mean, like that whole thing when they started putting uh, the what was it, the stickers on yeah, the yeah the parental uh, advisory those stickers and stuff like that. But a lot of people said, "Well, thank you very much because you just made our record sales go up by putting that." Then you know it's bad, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, and stuff. So then I'm gonna now I'm really gonna buy it because you're telling me not to buy it. I'm gonna buy it, kids. <laughs> it's like saying, "Don't put your hand in the fire," and they're gonna say, "Oh, I'm gonna do it." Well, yeah, and stuff like that. That's why. Um like going ahead, like in the documentary, but that's why yeah. the the singer for the Acid King, like you know, like she was sixteen, like you know, like she yeah. saw that book, she's like, oh, this is interesting, and like she just read it and bought yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. people, yeah, even well, that kind of brings up the the whole thing about well, the that's that's go with the thing because that's how that's what this documentary says that like you know since the moment that Ricky was born, it. It kind of painted the picture that he was unwanted by his father, exactly. mm-hmm. and you know he was treated like shit, and and uh, and again, I think documentary kind of focused on that. Like you know, a lot of kids that are lost, they want, they look for something to be a part of, and for most of the people, for most of the kids, especially around this time. Satan was yeah, available exactly, for them. Right? Like, Satan loves me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> give me like, a hug. I mean, that's like like it, it, like there's a meme now, and I think before there was a meme, there was a shirt, but like you know, like that says like Jesus is bu- no, uh, Jesus is busy, but like but I'm here. Or, yeah, like, Satan would be like <laughs> like uh, like God's busy, but hey, I'm available. Yeah, yeah. Or I chatting, I want to play. Yeah. yeah, like something like you know like. Like, I uh, got there's like my head is exploding with all those beams, but there's like so much up there that says like, like you know like um like Jesus may be in heaven, but Satan has cookies. <laughs> nice, yeah. Nice. But I mean, it, it was a you know I want I don't want to say teenage angst, but there was just something, in my opinion, obviously this is all my opinion, um, but. There was just something so relatable to them when they would, when they would read those books or like they would find like some kind of kinship in it because they felt like outsiders and well, Satan is, well, Satan yeah, exactly. is the ultimate outsider. Or the, yeah, the Ouija board, like, you know, using the Ouija board and that was like the ultimate Satan thing to do. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the, uh, I guess reading the Satanic Bible, but like the Ouija board is the, the ultimate upside down cross. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that, like talk about Satanic and, and scary, like exorcism and stuff like that. So, but, uh, 
with uh, with that being with Ricky Castle and stuff. It's it's weird when you see this documentary. I highly recommend it, like to see it in regards to that. Uh, you don't really have to know anything about it going in because no. it does. I think it explains very well in regards to uh, what it happened and stuff. If you read the book. In the movie, they in the documentary, they do mention that the book was BS. Yeah. That when this came out, this was big news over there in Newport and stuff. So everybody wanted a piece of the story. Everybody was scrambling and all that stuff. He was a satanic lord or he had his own cult and all that stuff. He was far from that. He did I know. not have it's that. Just, again, like, it all had to do with um, a police officer. They misquoted a police officer. He said something just like loosely and they just ran with it. They ran it. with it, yeah. They totally ran with it because he just, um, the news media's, everybody ran like, you know, what was that club, the Knights of Satan or the Knight, Knights of the Black Circle? Uh-huh. They just automatically associated them with Ricky, but he wasn't even part of the group. Yeah, yeah, far from it. If anything, I think Ricky was shy. I mean, as far as the way they describe him, he was like really shy. He was like a tall guy as well and stuff like yeah. shy. Like he just shied away. He just happened to look because he had the long little like stringy hair yeah. and the white and then the colored piercing eyes or he like his hazel or blue crystal well, eyes and He stuff. was also like just from the way that this documentary perceived him. He was just such a loner. Exactly. Like, a complete, like he only had, he had a small circle. And even with these, with the killing, it was only two other people with him. Like, yeah, it was that guy. Um, Let me go back to it your was, name. It uh, was Gary, um, no, it was Jimmy Toronto. Yeah, Jimmy Toronto. And um, what was the other? The other guy that really had nothing to do with it. The guy was pretty much a bystander. Yeah, Albert, Alberto Gwyneth or Gwyneth. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Toronto uh, was the one who, if anything, did more. And depending on the story, since they were constantly high and so forth, yeah. and the, the stories change and so forth. So. And that's the thing, like, you know, since he was kicked out of the home 13, like, you know, he was, and I'm, and I'm trying, and, and I, and I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm just, if I'm trying to, if I'm painting this guy as being sympathetic or nothing, but, but this is the facts, you know, that, that was happening to him. He was kicked out of 13 by his father. He didn't have anywhere to go. He didn't have money. So he went to the oldest profession, not prostitution, but <laughs> drugs. The second oldest part, yeah. the uh, second oldest profession. He also Wait. had, didn't he have, a, if I'm correct, the older man? Uh, didn't they call him the? Uh, yeah, like was a, like a mentor. Uh, this man was like a mentor to him. Yeah, it was a Vietnam vet. They would call him Father Time or the pagan something. Yeah, I'm mm. just gonna stay with Father Time. That's the one I, I remember you, I more. But, but yeah, he was, he was like the guru, mm-hmm. like a. Okay, quick side note. Um, when I had the idea of starting the podcast, I told one of my coworkers that, hey, if I ever, no, because one of my coworkers was like this metal guy. And I had heard on Chris Durko's podcast, um, well, when I would hear Chris Durko's podcast, but he would always talk about how, like, when he would go to the record store, right there outside the record store was the metal guru. That one person, that one guy that knows a shitload of metal <laughs> Who's information. the Eddie Trunk of, of uh, metal? Yeah. Like that was just like, you know, give me like, oh yeah, did, did, have you heard of this band? They're so great in Europe and stuff. So, um, you know, like when I started, when I had the idea of my podcast, the early inception of it, I was always thinking like, I should have a segment for the metal guru. Nice. But you know it, what? You should. I should. I should just to have that. But, um, but yes, like, this was his his like Satan guru because this guy yeah. was like was so disillusioned. He was a Vietnam vet. He was disillusioned with America, and again, he fell inside the cracks. He was an outsider, and where do outsiders go? They go. They look to the ultimate outsider, Lucifer, Satan, mm-hmm. Beelzebub, whatever. 
That guy has so many names. Or yeah, the Morning right? Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was his guru. That was his like um his shaman, I'll say. I'll dare say shaman. Mm-hmm. So he would go to him for advice or God knows what. Well, you know, pretty sure they would get take acid. Well, yeah, he would sow LSD, right? He, it was mostly it was LSD, mescaline, and acid. Acid. Me personally, like, I, what is melisca, mescaline? What What is mescaline? And what is LSD and acid? What are the difference between those three drugs? Because to me, they're all the same. I mean, I've never tried them, but LSD, acid, and mescaline. What Do you know the difference of these drugs? No, not really. But, but when they would say dust, I was thinking, are they talking about angel, angel dust? Angel dust, right? But, so, but is angel dust like a... What is angel dust? Is it like a form of... I don't know. I don't know. And, and is it... I mean, obviously, dust, you snort it? Or is it a tab? Or like a little... No. And what is mescaline? Is it a pill? Is it a... Let's look that up. Yeah, like, I'm let's, curious. Yeah. It's a hallucinogenic intoxicating compound in pills from a peyote cactus. Oh, so it's like peyote. And what, what is peyote? Peyote? Yeah. Is that a mushroom? No, that's a cactus. Yeah. What do you make it in a tea? I don't know. I never done. Uh, I heard it before, but uh-huh. I know. And what was the other one? <laughs> there's uh, LSD. Yeah, no, there's L- acid, and then there's mescaline. I don't even know if they did PCP. I wouldn't doubt if PC, but they don't. I don't think they mentioned PCP. It's LSD, acid, and mescaline. Okay, so I'm just gonna go into the into the this fishing now, and just type in what is the difference between angel dust and mescaline. There's not much. They're just both the same. Yeah. Yeah, the same hallucinogenics. Ah. That's right. All right. So, yeah, he would so all this. And then the funny thing is that then they interviewed this one guy that was working for the Y. What did he Wait, was it the YMCA or did he say the Y? It's the YMCA, okay, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And uh, how he would go and try to. You know, just try to like, you know, give the people shelter and he would go to the docks and he would kind of present himself and tell people what he was and stuff. And and then like, you know, like the docks was like the place where people would be selling the drugs and stuff or things like that. And was Yeah, and it was uh, like the gazebo. They, there yeah. was like a gazebo they would hang out in and then they would do all their graffiti on and so forth like that. Um, now that you mentioned, where everybody would hang out at. Now that you mentioned graffiti, it's a great way to segue into because... This guy didn't know how to spell. I mean, like, instead of spelling Satan, he spelled Satan. Oh, Satan, yeah. I think he's the original one who actually did it like that. Like, yeah. yes, you, you know what? Yeah, he spelled uh, Satan instead of like Satan. He dropped out of uh, high school, if I'm correct. Like, yeah. he didn't even ever really like go. And if he went, he just attended. He wasn't paying attention yeah. or anything like that. He even, like, he, um, his family ended up sending him to an asylum for a, yes. f- a few for a few times and then like he made an agreement that he would attend school but he just never attended yeah oh yeah that's true but that was just you know honestly when i heard that we love satin i honestly i kind of started hearing um knights in white satin (laughs) yeah yeah but no but it's uh you're true because he did spell it like that like i mean if he couldn't even spell like that like how serious could you take the guy and so forth like that even uh, Jimmy Toronto uh, mentioned that or two. Uh, yeah. As far as with that, because Jimmy Toronto was um, like, I want to say his best friend, but just, you know, like, I guess hung out with him more. Yeah. But Jimmy was more, 
of a, of a hardcore, like Jimmy actually, if I'm correct, served time or like yeah. did jail time, you know, and stuff like that. Like Jimmy knew what a jail cell was and what it was like to be on a bunk and stuff or like that. And I believe he was like a boxer. I think he was like a, he would like box or like amateur box or something. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But Jimmy had more of a tough exterior look like, a, you know, I can kick your ass compared to Ricky Castle. Ricky Castle just had that uh, loner in high school that yeah. listens to heavy metal with long hair. Well, okay, let's, okay, uh, um, talking about that, okay, so when they arrested him and they took that picture and this documentary compared him to Manson, mm-hmm. like, how did you feel about that? I mean, because that's kind of like a little too much. Yeah, I, I, I that, that was overdone, I think, and again, just when it comes to, like, the, the social media, or not back then it wasn't social media, but when it comes to the media, I think Manson is too easy to compare to. I think Manson is the, I don't want to say catalyst, but it's easy when you say or want to describe anything evil and or menace looking, you go to Manson. You automatically yeah. just say Manson, those piercing eyes and stuff. Granted, that picture of Ricky Castle, there's two like very well-known pictures of him. The, his mugshot where he's like yeah. looking down and that's like menacing. And then there's the one where he was walking and they, they captured him and he turns and he's like, his mouth is open and his eyes are like yeah. wide. I think that it's just too easy to blame Manson or just mention Manson when it comes to describing evil and or scary or menacing. Yeah. Also, so I forth. think one another reason why they roped him into Manson was because, you know, of his family. And... They allegedly assume that Castle was the leader of a of a group of Satanists. So that's another reason why they tied yeah, him into yeah. Manson, because they didn't. Um, they could have easily like compared him to Bundy, or no, their Dahmer wasn't. He wasn't arrested around that time. No, he was. Dahmer was in ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. So and then um, with the Ramirez, he was a loner too. But again, like. The, the fact that like they alleged that he had a that that castle had like a group of followers and that's why they yeah no I mean that that you can pretty much tell I think nowadays when it comes to like one thing is when you read and so forth like that but I think now we're we're pretty good judge of characters just by I mean not to say judging a cover uh, book by its cover but I do believe in that phrase like what do you think about uh, never judge a book by its cover like what is your opinion on that um. That's kind of BS because I'm sorry to say, fellow listeners, I'm kind of shadow. So sometimes I judge a bit by its cover. I, I do. I'm I mean, sorry. I believe you look, if you look like a damn serial killer, I, mean, <laughs> I know it sounds, you know, but no, honey, yes, there are some people that, no, uh, prime example, this is getting off of the subject real quick. We're talking yeah. about the, okay, I don't know what his name is, but he is a, one of those spree killers. He, if I'm correct, he's the one who went on a killing spree and he killed or he shot a congresswoman. He shot on the head, but she survived, if I'm correct. Okay. It was something not too, too long ago. God, I can't think of the name, but he went on it. I think she was like on, um, damn it. She was a congresswoman. She got shot in the head and she survived, if I'm correct. And I think he killed like two other people. He was like a guy. He was like bald and then his mugshot, when you see his... His mugshot or whatnot, he has got the scariest. Now, if you want to really stay, oh my God, he just got the ugliest, scariest, crazy cult leader uh, look in his face that when he 
went to go and buy the gun at the pawn shop or wherever he bought that gun, if I was the pawn shop owner, I would have said, uh, yeah, no, your application did not go through. We do apologize for the inconvenience. Now get out of my shop because the guy looked so menacing. How did you dare sell him a gun with that look that he had? The wild, crazy, bald, uh, just your typical, uh, I don't know. I know that I'm judgy. No, but yeah. Um, he he shot a congresswoman in her head. I believe she survived. And he went on like on a shooting spree. He shot her outside in public. She was doing like a. Yeah, the, the congresswoman, I believe it was uh, Gabriel Guilford's. Just I'm, look at his face. Look at his face. Uh, type in like just put images and look at that. That crazy mug. Yeah, shot. I he found has, like, him. A black, he is so this scared. Guy. Okay. Yeah, but there's that one, but there's another one where I guess right after something, he just looks, uh, if you keep scrolling to other images, there's one, but, he looks insanity. Like, I would not have sold him a gun. Yeah, I would have said, your application is denied. Application denied. Sorry. And we don't have, these guns don't work anyway. <laughs> so you don't want them. And stuff like that. I know I went off the subject in regards to that, but I just don't see how they could have compared Ricky Castle just didn't have that look. He he looked like your typical high school guy with your little wild shrinky hair and an ACDC yeah. shirt on. You know, let's say he looked like he couldn't even convince you to, um, I don't know, to, you know, he just didn't look that way. Yes, his pictures did when he gets arrested and I guess, you know, he's trying to make yeah. that tough look or whatever when they capture him like well, that and blah, blah, Again, blah. he was 17, you know, and like 17-year-olds always are going to give that I mean, teenage angst. I got. I might be repeating that over and over. Yeah, yeah. But he just, he just had that look, you know. That, I mean, also the um, the the West Memphis Street. They mean echoes. Oh yes, exactly. He, like, you know, they judge him by his cover. The yeah. early, the, the early when he was young and he was sitting on trial, you know, the way he looked exactly. and stuff. Like, and he was a he was a Wiccan. A Wiccan. They worship the earth. Wiccan. Yeah. They made it seem like Wiccan. It was a witchcraft. Wiccan and satanic. He was crucified. That guy was crucified. Yeah. And this guy, um, I mean, like no one's. We're not denying that he that he did commit the crime. Him and his two. Well, him and that other friend and the other one that just watched. But like, mm-hmm. you know, did it? They did commit the crime, but like they didn't do it. Well. In their heads, they did it for Satan, but they, they they didn't do it for a huge group of people like they painted it out to be. Yeah, exactly. And then they were all drugged up, too. They had taken so much acid or hits of LSD or acid and so forth like that. So their stories are all weirded out about, like, I saw yeah. uh, Jimmy Toronto, I believe he said, like, dude, I saw the trees melting. And- yeah. His defense attorney, like, the, he was he the been, one that, like, you know, like, told him, like, you know, told him, like, you know, um, kind of like made him like tell the story again and again, and every time he told the he story, changed the story. It, it, it changed was, the story. Uh, Even when he took him to the area, it changed because he was. That's how you know they were so they were they were on drugs so much that like their what they saw they weren't in reality, and I just say it like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just crazy. Now, okay, going back to um, let's stay on this topic on on Satan, mm-hmm. uh, Satan, uh, uh, Satan, Satanas. Yeah, them. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, so you're going, if you look back at all the, vid, you know, like the footage of um, Anton Levine, all the stuff that he would, um, they do video and stuff and what Satanists would do. And, you know, you would, the fact that the media presented that these kids we're doing the exact same thing, but like, you know, 
you know, without it was just messed up because my point being is that the way that Levine would hold his ceremonies in church was more elegant and with grace, and the, the way that this media was presenting um, these kids, yeah, it um, was like if they were like if they were having wild orgies or crap like that and like killing animals, which maybe some of them were, maybe some of them weren't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because there was a there. lot of animals that they had found, like uh, they were getting mutilated and so forth. Like that Ricky Castle did end up from from the from the stories of the people that that were around him. Was, supposedly, he did kill a cat. If I'm correct, yeah. or he threw a he 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 was a cat was coming up to him, or like he was petting a cat, and then he just got in and threw it to on a tree, yeah. or he threw it, and he and the cat died instantly. And I believe I don't know. If it was either Jimmy or one of his friends that he lost the immediate, or I'm confusing it. I'm, I'm you know what I'm confusing it. If I'm but correct, he I'm would confusing also, it for. He would also like you know like he was trying to rob graves to get a skull, and it's just again like um, I mean like there's no there's no right way or wrong way to be a Satanist, but it's just like these were kids that didn't have the resources like someone like Anton LaVine had or Oh like yeah, that. especially like, I mean Anton LaVine was a professional. These yeah. guys were their say their Satan was was most likely a Slayer's yeah. Slayer's album and or Motley Crue shot the devil album because of the pentagram. Yeah. I mean let's face it, and or Pentagram, the man itself. Or, that that or, was their or Yacy DC, you know, with the Highway to Hell. Or Venom. You know what I'm saying? That was their that that's their saying. That was their Bible, yeah. uh, Satan Bible, and so. But Anton Levey, if you, there's no comparing, that's complete apples and oranges. Yeah, ap- apples and oranges. But this is just the way that the media presented them. Exactly. They, they put uh-huh. him in that same level of Anton Levey, the way that he would do his ceremonies and stuff. When these, and I'll, and I'll keep saying this: these kids. That's like what they, said, were. they were. They were damn. They were kids. Jimmy the, Toronto all, was eighteen. All, all they had was just music. They didn't have fancy and a Ouija cere- board. Yeah, music, fancy ceremony, like, and, and drugs. Yeah, they and, messed their minds up. And bonfires. Exactly. That was, that was their ceremony. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, and he would see ravens, uh, the crows, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, their altars were what they saw in their drug-induced minds. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. But you know, took a, took I took the long road. Yeah, yeah. But it's just crazy how the and again going back to the media because. <laughs> Since media, like, uh, God. like, okay, so it's it's usually referred to as yellow journalism. Yellow journalism is when you, when the media sensationalizes things that they're not supposed to, because there's yellow like sensationalism. Uh, yellow journalism started like all the way back. Well, it's been around for a long time, but like okay. it didn't really hit the high point until the arty. Artie Barbunkle story, which is again, I'm going way off the deep end here, but like I'm getting to a point. That was the time where, like, you know, Artie Belt, Artie Art Bunkle was like a famous silent film actor, but everything took a dive when um, it was alleged that like he that he killed and raped one of the young actresses like in the hotel room in the 30s, and then the media sensationalized everything and he was acquitted or something. Um, there's like a long story. To that, that's that's a different that's a different subject. But so, um, just the sensationalization of journalism, you know, got more in the headlines then, and it just kept going further and further as time progressed. Like with the seventies, it was sort of more realistic, because honestly, like journalism was so 
you know, like the happy home, blah, blah, blah. I don't, something like that. I don't know. I'm not a big journalist enthusiast or like yeah. historian. Yeah. But it wasn't until also Hunter S. Thompson, oh, yeah. he invented, you know, literally gonzo journalism. Well, yeah, he kind of coined the phrase because, you know, he would go into the weeds and do all these things. And then... I've never heard of a gonzo journalism. Uh, describe that for me. Oh, what gonzo is journalism is like he like he goes and experiences these things firsthand. Like he, like, you know, like he would, he like his whole Fear and Loading in Las Vegas, he wrote, it was, oh, it's okay. It's two articles that he wrote, two week, two separate weekends that he went with his lawyer and they did all kinds of drugs and he alcohol. He did his, his John Lennon weekend. Yeah, like he did it. And like, you know, and he wrote about it. He wrote about, he wrote about a first-hand experience. He would go to rallies, you know, motorcycle rallies or riots or things like that. He would be in the weeds and talking about his experience all the, all around him. So that is what Gonzo journalism is. And, and, okay, little side note to that side note. Um, it was named Gonzo journalism before the Muppet appeared. Oh, okay. Before the Muppet Gonzo appeared, it was there. Okay. <laughs> so, but see, this was, um, also like, it, with the advent of cable television and, you know, 24 hour news channels and stuff that came about in the eighties, it's like local stations were like fighting for the ratings to get anything out there. They, you know, you know, make, they, again, they were making things up that weren't real. They were just like over exaggerating a lot of things. This woman, uh, Christine, there we go again, Christine, but, there is this woman in Florida named Christine who literally shot herself on TV because she was pressured by the studios and her boss to like, you know, get news, you know, the news to get sensationalized Thanks. to make something work. You know, And she was depressed as it is and, you know, fear of losing her job. And she shot herself live on TV. Never heard of that. Yeah. So again, like my whole point of this is that's like, you know, as much good as the media is, it's you know, it's a double edged sword. And the way that like, you know, it it kinda just like goes overboard on certain issues and doesn't really say the facts. Again, like that author of the uh what was it called? Like uh We Love Satan or Satan Loves Me. Okay. He you know, the, this documentary talks about how he just, like, went overboard with everything about Satan and Ricky Kelso and all this stuff. And then we get this guy from the, from the Rolling Stone who went there and, you know, like, he again, like, he went into the, you know, he went to talk to people. He did an actual article that represents the area. And... People didn't want to hear it, like they re- they kind of like rejected what he was saying. Yeah, because if it's not if it's not bad or you know what I'm saying, if it's not wild and crazy, yeah. who wants to hear all of that? Who wants just even the word Satan, devil worship Satan? That's going to cause a sensation. Yeah, that's going to a pentagram. It's going to cause a sensation. Anything with that word alone, if you see like a, a headliner like Christ or Jesus or whatever, it's kind of like okay, whatever. Just the whole word saying they did roll with it. They did make it more than what it actually was in yeah. regards to that. As far as for this killing, granted the killing was was horrific and the way what he did and leaving him out there and then showing 
this poor body, that body was left there for weeks and stuff. And then showing friends and they, you know, he bragged about it afterwards and so forth. I don't know why it took him that long for somebody to actually speak up. Well, another reason, uh, uh, one reason why I honestly maybe think that it took so long is well, because. Well, they were afraid of him too. Well, not just they were afraid of him, but since they were kids, no one took them seriously. Until, oh, yeah, especially. Uh, uh-huh. Until somebody's daughter told their father and then they kind of well let's look into this yeah, exactly they, but again like again because like and I, I could, honestly it's like sometimes not all the time but sometimes adults don't take kids serious teenagers seriously because they just again they just label it under teen angst, angst. yeah uh-huh. or you know oh they're just teenagers again like all oh, crazy things happen when you just ignore you know, your teenage kid or something. Yeah, you know, I mean, no, exactly. Because again, like, you know, like, um, not to get too into the second, you know, in, uh, not to get too psychological in it, but like, you know, their minds aren't developed. So since their minds aren't developed, they think. So you like, just oh, brush them off. Like, yeah, uh, brush like them kids off. being kids. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. But, damn, this was. Oh, and then, okay, so. The book We Love Satan came no, out. No, it's Say You Love Satan. Oh, Say You Love Say Satan. You sorry. Love. Okay, I'm sorry. No, so the book came out after the article, and that author of that book wanted to use the, the Rolling Stones. Uh, he wanted to use his sources, but he said, the journalist said no, but he went and did it anyway, and uh-huh. then he he kind of over exaggerated on his source. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the Say You Love Satan, that's a complete, the, that book is BS. Back in the, when it came out, and I read it. It was a uh, wow, wow! Like you believe everything, yeah. but it, and it's true. Like the that book came out just to make the the quick book and to be like the first one to publish it and all yeah. of that jazz. Absolute. Uh, the documentary mentions and people that were there and you know or no, absolute BS. That that book is just BS. That yeah. author and what he did Bec- and pretty much plagiarizing, if anything. No. Yeah, he did plagiarize because, like, it, like think of it like this. That um, what was um, so yes, like the news media like. Like broadcasting all over the nation, but the people that weren't watching the news, they got more most of their information from that book. Exactly, exactly, and they ran with that. And that book was the main uh, encyclopedia when it came to the whole damn story. Yeah, and so forth like that. It and came I, like that, uh-huh. and also like you know the these um, they referred to as talking heads, the people that they're talking to. Uh huh. They referred um, in uh, in documentaries. They referred to as talking heads. So these these talking heads. We're saying how, you know, their parents would start looking at them differently because of that book, or and because exactly. of the because and of the stories. To be a, anything to be associated with that book, anything at anything all. Anything like you know, like the like this one guy said that his mom would come into his room and tore down all his posters. Exactly. Uh-huh. Or they would be like, "Where are you going? You don't hang out with them," or you know, like things that honestly parents should have been doing in the first place. But exactly, or I just think, watching more, yeah. Again, but but going back to this, this was a time where. T- Things weren't as scary as they are now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, now it's. Like, I remember growing up. This was like in the nineties, because like I'm an. I grew most of my childhood was in the eighties, so my teens were in the nineties. But still, I remember being able to sleep with my window open. We can't uh, do that yeah. nowadays. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Especially being a border town, living in the yeah. border hill, and with what's going on with all of the. The borders, no, no. Yeah, and you know, like people used to sleep with their windows open, their doors unlocked. 
You know, none of that shit happens anymore. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. So, ah, like this. On, okay, I got to talk. I got to mention this um, before, before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, when I, when the, the style of this documentary felt very much like, yeah, I know that like this was an eight, this is a, a documentary talking about the 80s, but the way that the film, that the some of the the filming was done in the editing made it look kind of grainy and not that clean so it kind of gave it that 80s at uh at uh what's it called artistic or at i forgot i forgot the word but like it kind of gave it that 80s feel to it but some of the interviews were really crisp and clean so it kind of like took me out yeah uh, it was okay it didn't give you like that 80s like not so much nostalgia but that feeling you know when you can do a documentary and if it happened in the 70s you know how they do reenactments and so forth it takes you back to there as they're talking and then you see the reenactment or when it's is that what you're trying to say as far as with that because when people were talking the film the film would kind of look kind of a little grainy a little dark Uh a little moody but then when it would cut to like the actor like everything was all crisp and clean, or when exactly. they were when they were talking to the guy with the, the guy with the vest, the bald guy with the with the biker vest, or the guy with the long hair. Yeah, uh-huh. it was like you know their settings were kind of dark and moody, but still it looks so much more of the time than it did what they were trying to do with some of the other people where they kind of like gave them that whole grainy kind of feel yeah. kind of like kind of like the vhs feel when you put the vhs exactly in yeah and, and the tracking like kind of yeah, like, like, like that, that yeah 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 some of this some of these interviews were edited with that mm-hmm. kind of a vibe and some of them were just you know presented crisp and clear Exactly. How would you summon up this documentary as far as for closing it out? How would you summon it up in regards to that? Like with you seeing this documentary, I don't know how much research you did or unless you only stayed with the documentary, I, not I looking for more. I, I stayed with the documentary. I did branch out a little bit, but not a lot. Okay. But I was, there was just so much reading. Like that's, that's one, that's one gripe I have with this documentary. There was so much reading, like in between things, it would be like, like the, the, like uh, a wording would come out that like Ricky Castle was like, was picked up by his father and then his father disowned him. And then it would say like this huge thing. And then we'll talk about like, yes, like his dad picked him up from the court. He asked for a quarter to get a sword and so he had to read. Yeah. So there was like, it was kind of like you were multitasking while trying to. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I hear you on that. I'd like subtitles and all of that jazz. I don't like that. Or at the end when it'll tell you the conclusion of what happened and you have to read it, but then it'll fade away quick. Like what? Yeah. I kind of had to pause a few times in order to like pause and rewind to read the whole thing and then go it kind of took me out yeah with this what how i would sum it up like it was good yeah and granted and so forth uh i would say if you want to if you're interested in knowing more about the ricky castle case and so forth like that i would highly recommend satan in the suburbs which is on youtube and there's a movie called that they get i think you can even find it on youtube it's called ricky six yeah and so forth and it just typing in ricky castle documentary whatever there's a variety of different kind of people that do like 25 minute segments and they'll give you a quick run of everything and it's they're well uh, well put and so forth yeah i mean it was a good documentary 
And but it's just like all that cutting back and forth with the reading uh-huh. kind of took me out of it. And honestly, I did not get totally into it until after he died, and then they kind of got into the whole satanic panic. We love Satan, or Satan loves you, whatever. I'm sorry, I don't know what. Yeah, but like you know all Satan that stuff, Satan. and then the movies and stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I'm invested. But it's just honestly, it took too long to get there. And you know what? This documentary does tend to drag. I noticed that too because I tried to, I had seen it and then I contacted you about it and then I wanted just to see it again just to get more research yeah. and so forth since it's the recent one. They speak to new people. And I found myself, no lie, I fell asleep twice. Yeah. Like I was doing, I was like, oh, and I let me watch it again. And then again, boom, I fell asleep. So I hear what you're saying. It's a little too long. They speak to a lot of different people. Like this person's in a band. This person knew the guru man this that's that's another thing that i kind of found weird and odd it's kind of like um the teenage dirtbag weedus it's like you know the song was based on rick well there's several songs written about him there's a band called acid king but i'm just like really teenage dirtbag like i don't i mean like yeah okay but i just like i mean i like that song i mean like I hear that song and I'm just like thinking like I like where where is she? I want to go see Iron Maiden with her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, no, um, I hear you, I hear you. But um, um, <laughs> I'm lonely. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, anywho, th- this was a good documentary. It was a fun watch. Just that, that too much reading took me out of it, but um, I did enjoy it. It just um, it dragged a bit. Yeah. I mean, like I know two hours is a long time, but yeah. still, like, well, close to two hours, but. Uh, it was too much for me. Yeah, but um, other than that, I mean, as far as for that, just if anything, again, Satan in the Suburbs, I'd recommend, and Ricky Six, it's a movie, and all of that jazz. And just in general, YouTube has a bunch of information. Oh, yeah. And stuff. But if you're going to get into this, you might as well just go ahead and see the uh, the Sassad King uh, documentary. Yeah. And so forth like that. So overall, that's what I would give it as far as, I guess I would give it a good six from a ten. Cool, yeah, maybe cool. a good six, going on seven. I'm just gonna go with go, go in the middle with a five. All right, I, no, I hear you. I hear you. Sitter. But um, thank you again for no um for being on the show and you know recommending this film for us to watch and talk about. It was a great conversation. We got into so much into it. Um, I just got one more question. Yeah. Do you love Satan? <laughs> <laughs> Not today, Satan. Not today. Oh, uh, come on. He has, Satan has uh, cookies. Okay, yeah. That was a, that was a good stuff. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, and this is why I enjoy doing this with you because you just come out with this. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> left field. Well, thank you everybody for listening to us. Um, be sure to check out our Instagram. And if you have the, if you want to support the show, join our Patreon. Thank you, everybody. Remember to keep on shining, and as Tim says, brush your teeth. Be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review, or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com, altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon. 